0: So, if you could be here around nine, that would be
1: great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiancé MK I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing season six, episode 14 of Happily Ever After. In this episode, Michael apparently finds Angela's encouragement helpful, Jen and Becky come up with a plan to get even with Chuck and Andre. Julia drops the baby bomb on Brandon in front of his friends. Jovi tries to get Funyara back. Asuelu's Christmas takes a pretty predictable turn. Natalie gets very close with her friend Juliana. And Tiffany comes up with an interesting definition of criticize. As always, we'll end with our class dunces, students of the week, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you also watch Love After Lockup, please listen to our other podcast, Love After Lockup. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Miss O. Hello, Miss H.
0: How are you? Back at home, finally?
1: Back at home. I finally got my things unpacked and my... 3 beaches in 3 weeks is now is now done is <laughs> <It's> now complete.
0: <laughs> well, I will be on vacation again next week. So yeah. we will hopefully release on Monday. I think that's the plan-ish. That's
1: the plan. Yeah, that's the plan.
0: Okay. All right. So, yeah. I can do
1: all that work, but okay. We're right. on it. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So, speaking of vacations, we've got Yara and Jovi who are on vacation. Oh, yeah. So, Jovi is concerned that Yara doesn't want to focus on their relationship after their conversation the night before. He's talking to his mom about it, and Gwen asks what their plans are for that night. Jovi says that he hopes to get Yara to drink, and Gwen rolls her eyes and points out that not everybody likes to drink as much as you do, Jovi. Gwen suggests a nice dinner. Gwen thinks that Yara is being a mom and that Jovi is being rude by calling Yara boring and not fun. Yara and Jovi sit by the pool and Yara tells him she's mad at him for the things he said last night. She says that she has always been a grandma inside and he just needs to accept it because that's the real her. Jovi says that he recognizes she's a good wife and a good mom and he will do everything he can to show her he appreciates her. Yara in turn says she will try to focus on their relationship. Jovi somehow manages to convince Yara to have a drink and to enjoy their vacation. Jovi takes Yara to a Russian restaurant, hoping that it will be romantic, but Yara says that Russians aren't romantic. They are having a good time when the conversation somehow moves towards strippers. Jovi suggests that they go to a strip club tonight as Yara almost chokes on her wine. Jovi calls her boring Yara again just to pressure her to agree. Yara reluctantly agrees, but says there is to be no touching. Uh, Jovi tries to get Yara to give dollars to the strippers and they both take turns just kind of throwing money in their general direction. Yara is confused and doesn't know what to think about all of this. Jovi thinks the next step is putting the money in their thong, but that was the last straw for Yara. She wants to leave, but Jovi doesn't want to go, even though he promised if she wasn't having fun that they could leave immediately. He blows a kiss uh, at the stripper as she takes off her top, and Yara just gets up, slaps him, and walks out as Jovi just stays put. Jovi eventually follows her. They argue in the parking lot. Yara is pissed about him blowing kisses at the stripper and ignoring what she wants, And Jovi thought they were having fun and doesn't think it's a big deal and that he wanted to finish his drink. Jovi tells her she ruins every night. All right. So, do you think that it was a good idea to go to a strip club and would you ever go to a strip club with a partner? Uh,
1: No. And no. So, no, it's a terrible idea to go to a strip club because we already have established that Yara is not comfortable with strippers. Right. Right? And so – the partner thing definitely 100% like depends on the partner. Like do, would yes. they think it was fun? Are they – I don't know. Are they bi-curious? Things like that that might come up, sure. right? That might make the strip club a better place. Now, me personally, I just don't like strip clubs. And this seemed like a terrible, terrible advertisement for the idea of <laughs> strip clubs. Like it did not look fun even a little bit. Like is it, what they were doing in this strip club –
0: I wonder if that is like pandemic times. It did seem – the whole situation seemed a little odd, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that it was kind of a one-on-one situation, but maybe that's because cameras and who knows. Maybe it was a pandemic situation, but – Sure. Yeah, it just seemed like an odd setup.
1: It it seemed like an odd setup, which means I feel like you're missing some of the (sighs) – more entertaining parts of the strip club where it's sure. like, it's a communal experience. Right. Yes, and like sure. people are, are around that. That's, but so it's just sitting there alone, like gawking at the woman who's three feet away from you with a mask on is just yeah. like, just didn't seem like fun. And especially like the way he like, the way he like gawks and like oh, the yeah. faces he gives look just sure. like, Oh, that just looks creepy and gross. Like the whole time he's doing it, it doesn't look fun. And then, and I, it, yeah, and I just – I'm also not into throwing money at people. That was like, that seems, weird. That seems incredibly weirdly disrespectful to me. Like I'm oh, i am down with putting the mo- the dollar in their thong. Like that's how strip clubs are supposed to work, right? Right. And like that's a thing or or handing it to them. But the idea of just like like throwing the money and like turning your head when you do it, like the I don't even give a shit, but you take this money, you ho. Like it's like eh. – <laughs> it felt really gross to me.
0: Yeah, like just throwing the money in their general direction. I don't know. Um, I've been to uh, a drag show where they would – people would ball up the money and throw it at them because I guess like it just doesn't fly and like w- – because it's paper, right? It's just going to fly every which way it's but – It's
1: more of like making it – when she did – and Yara did the make it rain. Like I guess yeah. it wasn't just the idea of throwing money because I've even been to non-strip or non like – sexual related things that are like African dances and stuff and throwing the money is good, but it's like, it, it kind of depends on how you throw the money. Mm-hmm. Like when I go to those things, like, is uh, you know, the taste of Africa, we have African dancing. It's like, Oh my God, you guys are so awesome. The money is just coming out of my wallet. I can't even keep <laughs> it in there. It's just, woo. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Right. Where uh, uh, or making it rain is like, Oh yeah, it's fun. We're going, I have all this money. I'm super rich. I can just give away the money. Whereas like the way he threw it was like, Take this, like you're not even worth handing it to. Just you know, kind of throwing money on the ground at somebody. So it's definitely a. I guess it is definitely a very much a sliding scale. But like, especially the part drove me nuts. He had one promise to her before they went there. Yeah, one promise to her.
0: As soon as you don't like it, we'll leave.
1: Yep, and then. He was like, I don't know why you wanted to leave so soon. It's like, that wasn't part of the agreement. I was
0: just trying to finish my drink. Like, as soon as I finished my drink, we could have left. Which like, he
1: didn't say. Like, when yeah. she said, let's go. He didn't say, all right, we'll just finish our drinks and we'll get out of here. He didn't say yeah. that. All right. But, you know, that's that's Jovi's way. Like, I'm just going to solve every problem with alcohol.
0: Yeah, and I feel like uh, when he drinks alcohol, he definitely becomes more and more selfish. So I can kind of yeah. see why Yara is kind of like, eh, let's not let's leave drinking Jovi at home.
1: Right. Well, Gwen, too. Right. Because, yeah. like, well, what's your plan? Well, I think I'll go out and get her a little drunk. And she's like, but you can't solve every problem. With getting drunk. Getting drunk is not the solution to every problem.
0: Well, plus, and Gwen brought up a really good point. Like, there are people who like to drink. And I'm not saying there isn't. Because I'm someone who socially likes to drink, right? Yeah. But you have to recognize that not everybody likes that. But I also think, because, like, I definitely can relate to Jovi when it comes to his parting ways sometimes. It's like... I get that you're like, okay, I know people don't like to drink, but they're just more fun when they drink, right? So it's like, let's get a situation where everybody's drinking. And it's like, especially Yara right now, no, she does not want that.
1: Well, God bless. I mean, good Jovi's lucky then because some people are more fun when they drink. Not everybody. (laughs) Right. I've known – some people get in more fights when they're drunk. Some people just cry a lot. Like you have to know the people too, right? And granted, he does know because it definitely seems like an issue where the majority of his time before they got married was spent with vacation Yara. Yes. Yes. Right? And he was very familiar with vacation Yara and like anybody else. I just think he – I just don't know that Jovi has vacation Jovi, right? I think he goes and he is who he is. Like – I know when I'm on vacation, I drink a shit ton more than I would drink in everyday life. Yeah. Right? And it's like – and, you know, because I feel like yeah, if I'm on vacation, any day where I'm not kind of a little buzzed is like, well, what did we do that day? I don't understand.
0: Right. I think Jovi's situation is also unique in that if he's ever home, he's vacation Jovi because his work is like – Sure. He's on site, which means that – if he's at home, he's not working, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just, it is a very, like, it's a unique situation. I, I don't think a lot of people have that. They have to balance, like, I go to work, I'm at home, I go to work, I'm at home. Jovi's like, work, 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 home, 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 home. And so he's in vacation mode for large periods of time. Just like he's in vac or work mode for large periods of time,
1: right? And he, but that's what's frustrating to Yara is he's mm-hmm. in vacation mode when she's like it just you know it's a vacationer is staying at her house and trying yeah. to raise a kid with her and it's yes, like that's
0: yes, <laughs> that's going to be problematic. Sure, that's
1: going to be problematic. I did I did appreciate Yara being like, let's go to a romantic dinner at the Russian restaurant, and she's like, she's what like, like
0: she's like that doesn't do exist.
1: Know, do you know anything about Russians <laughs> at all? <laughs> Not exactly known for their sense of romance.
0: Yeah. She's pretty funny. Like, uh, even when she was talking about, it, she's like, I'm a grandma inside. Like, you knew this about me. It's like, yeah, yeah. no.
1: Yeah. She, and that, that's part of it too, is like, she's just genuinely a lot funnier than him. And it is mm-hmm. kind of dumb. When she's cracking these funny jokes and she's saying these funny things and he's just like, I just wish Fun Yara was back. And was like, you're the one who's whining. She's the one who's making jokes. Who's fun here?
0: Yeah, yeah. She definitely has more of a fun personality. um, But yeah, Dovey is just someone who's maybe more active, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just – it just – I don't know. He just – it just seems like he's not as talkative, I guess, is the way it is. His sense of – his – Sense of fun is not as – probably just worse on TV, honestly.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right. So other things that are bad on TV. We Actually, everybody's bad on TV. Let's just start with – let's start with Mike. All right. So the producer is now chasing Mike around as he's trying to get some fresh air after the blowout we saw on the camera – on camera from the night before at the interview. He sits down at a picnic table and tries to call Natalie to talk to her, but it goes straight to voicemail. So he texts her instead asking for – can we please have a more normal conversation but he really wants to talk to someone so he makes the decision to call Trish who proceeds to call Natalie evil and says that point blank Natalie just came for the visa and doesn't even like him that she's a snake in the grass and a scammer and mike is just kind of like well just i guess well time will tell on that one Gosh. so her advice is to get the divorce ball roofing asap and at this point it seems um to mike seems to finally understand almost, that his mom actually doesn't like Natalie and that he's stuck between these two women. Although he hedges on that and is like, I think there's love deep down inside there. But anyway, for the other side of the story, we visit Natalie at Juliana's house. Juliana brings her tea and starts to kind of like cuddle with her and ask what happened. Mm. You know, Natalie is upset with Mike, with Trish, and she doesn't know how all this can stay together since she's just exhausted and tired of dealing with it. And then Julia keeps cuddling closer and closer to her. Yep. <laughs> and kind of tells, and it's like, tells Natalie, like, "You can stay here if you want to." As she like caresses her, it was edging on very awkward. Now, what edging on? It was very awkward. <laughs> anyway, she and Juliana get uh, th- that finally ends, and she and Juliana get in the car. Uh, the point is that Natalie, you know, she's making these ominous comments as she drives under the ferry. But we find out that they're going to swim, so Natalie can get her stuff out of Mike's house and move it to Juliana's. She was kind of hoping she could sneak in there and do that when Mike isn't there. But when she comes in, he is there. All right. So is is Juliana really into Natalie? And does Natalie know that?
0: So I had said this in our last uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. I said, based on the previews, I don't know if it was production trolling or if like there was just, you know. But I definitely was getting like weird, like, hey, baby vibes. So uh, I I don't know, because, you know, it's it's really difficult to say if these were two American women, then I would say, okay, it's a little bit Mm -hmm. suspicious. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say there was sexual tension there. But I I think it's very difficult when you're judging two people from a different culture right? Because what, you know, we know just generally speaking that different cultures have different comfortabilities with personal space Mm -hmm. and affection. And so it could just be that these two women like come from cultures that are just more affectionate.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, that is very true. American culture is very, very like Mm anti-touch, right? For lack of a better term, for people who are not like romantically involved, right? Sure. It goes back to that old vine, the two dudes sitting in a hot tub eight feet apart because they're not gay, right? Yes. Like, And, but yes, it definitely went, if you were thinking about two American women, it was definitely towards, I think Juliana's trying to get Natalie into a threesome with her husband. <laughs> like that's, that looks like what's going on here. Yeah. But yes, I, I honestly, honestly at the end of the day, I, I do kind of err towards, I think it's just a cultural thing where that's mm-hmm. how you, that's how you comfort someone. That's right. how you empathize with someone. Um, and not like that she was actually really into it. Because Natalie didn't seem into it at all. She was just like sitting there stone faced, like staring, not moving, in, not moving at anything.
0: Yeah. I wonder a little bit too if Natalie gets like mom vibes from Juliana, right? Because mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. me, Juliana actually is similar ish looking to Natalie's mom.
1: Okay. I mean younger, younger
0: obviously right. younger, but mm-hmm. definitely getting like mom vibes from her, right? And we saw how Natalie was comforted by her mom. Like her mom would like hold her and stroke her hair, you know, and it's right. kind of like it's not weird even for Americans for a mom to comfort their daughter like that, but I think past a, as an as an adult, I as don't an think adult. that's yeah, that's yeah. not incredibly common. But like as kids, teenagers even
1: Yep, Like that's totally. not
0: uncommon for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's totally the way it goes. Um, so what – I don't know. So Trish. Yes. Like I just thought it was – I thought the funniest part was that Mike at the end was like, I feel like there's still a little bit of love there. And it was like, God. how do you feel about it at all? Was she he talking the about woman evil.
0: himself though?
1: No, I think he was saying that I he I think is still – you know, or at least trying to play like he still has affection for Natalie in quite a bit because he's like debating what to do right here, right? Yeah. Whereas I think it's like I feel like – he was like I feel like it's hard because there's the two women that I want to keep happy and I can't keep them both happy because they fucking hate each other, right? And – but I think at the end he was like I think if work, things work out that there's still love there and I was like I don't – no, there's not. Like there's not even a little bit. I, I, I've seen very few people – who seem to hate anyone as much as Trish hates Natalie?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and just how stubborn Natalie is, I don't think you're mm-hmm. gonna get her to do anything long term that's going to help repair this relationship. You might be able to get her to do, to do something short term.
1: Right, right, and it's just—I mean, it's—it—it it sounds pretty bad, and I don't know how they're gonna, you know, play through this. But it's just like that when you get to that point, we're just like, I don't even give a shit anymore. I'm just done dealing with it i'm well, done
0: i am shocked that these two are still even like well should we stay together shouldn't we stay? it's like what has happened that makes you think that this would be good if you stayed together
1: yeah what are the what are the positive things that you're listing that happened within the past year that's happened yeah. since she's been here yeah like, what, how is how is this relationship enriching your life at all
0: like literally nothing so i don't know they're just they shouldn't be together we don't think yeah. they're together, at least for a little while, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it just is. It's definitely a circling the drain kind of season for these two.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to Andre and Libby. So, Chuck has asked to have lunch with just Libby, and Andre thinks that's weird, and he's actually kind of nervous about it, especially after the fight at Ellie's birthday. Chuck has clearly had some kind of agreement with the restaurant as he endorses it in a really unnatural way. He then jumps into the family business, uh, spilling over into their personal lives Uh, He tells Libby he sees it as his family imploding in front of him. He anticipated bringing Andre in as creating problems, but he says that it's actually not Andre's fault. And to this point, Chuck sees Andre as a blessing. Libby is just so excited that her dad is finally seeing what she sees, that her siblings are the problem, and they're just jealous taking out their differences on Andre. Chuck wants to address the issues because he also wants the family back to how it was. Chuck says he's going to have a cookout, and Chuck Chuck wants to have it out with everyone. Libby says that this is a terrible idea because Charlie and Andre can't even be in the same room together, and they're just playing with fire. Later, Jen and Becky are hanging out talking about the cookout. They talk about how Chuck is playing favorites right now. They all think that Libby has somehow taught Andre how to manipulate Chuck the way that she does. Becky is frustrated because she just feels invisible, ignored, and underappreciated. She hasn't heard about a listing from Chuck in over a month. Becky and Jen decide that they should just go into business together and uh, be Chuck's competitor. They all agree that they will go to the cookout. Okay, so... I feel like what the fuck is wrong with these people? They keep on trying to do the exact same thing, like with the boat, with the RB. Mm. Why on earth do you think Chuck thinks that putting everyone in the same room is going to somehow magically make it so everybody is all happy family all of a sudden? And- I
1: have no idea where he's thinking this. It's crazy. I was like, is there going to be a... a, a- A therapist in the room with them because if there's not, it's not going to work. Like, I don't understand why you would even approach it works. Like, oh, but let me just think of keep thinking of different contexts where the whole family has to get together. Right. It didn't work the last five times, but a cookout. Oh,
0: the RV. Yeah, everybody's happy at a cookout. I mean, he even started off by saying, he's like, okay, so we're going to get everyone together at a cookout and everyone will be happy because that's what happens at a cookout. And then we'll talk about our problems. It's like, like, no, uh, I don't even think you're going to get to the point where everybody's happy. So forget step two.
1: The part is done because like we saw it at the birthday party. They are incapable of not starting shit as soon as they walk in the door. Yes. Like, like it's so and and. Yeah, I just I, I couldn't get over it. I was like, why would he think this would work? I mean, yeah. it, clearly, if you want to make this work, it does require a third party. Like, you know, it does require some sort of mediation.
0: We have seen that Chuck is unable to mediate anything. He is an ineffective mediator. We have seen it on the boat. We have seen uh-huh. it, like, on the RV. We have seen it at the family reunion. So I – I fail to see why he doesn't see that things are the exact same shit over and over again. How many different ways can we have this same terrible group of people be in Mm -hmm. one spot getting in the same argument?
1: Yeah, it it is. So here's my theory, right? Because I don't even think a mediator would work because in order for a mediator to work, people have to be interested in coming to a solution. Yeah. Right? And their solution is Andre shouldn't be in the business. Anything you're gonna, anything, any kind of talking or anything we're gonna do through that is a non-starter, right? Yeah. So like, imagine Becky, right? When when it's time, when it's or Andre too, in order to effectively have a mediator, you have to have your time to shut up and the other person's time to talk. And mm-hmm. I can't even imagine that happening. Like, I don't know, I don't know what kind of mediator it would have to be. Like. You would just spend the whole time being like, don't talk. It's not your turn. Don't talk. You shut up. You shut up. You shut up. It's just gonna happen that whole way. So my big theory, though. And kind of goes with what we're going is I think what's really happening is the business sucks. Yes. I think they're losing their asses and they're blaming Andre. And it's not Andre's fault because here's the thing. Becky said, I haven't heard about a listing in over a month. Yeah. Right? How many listings has Andre heard about in a month? The one?
0: One, yeah.
1: One, right? It's not, so it's not like there's like – and she was like, I used to hear about two a day. So it's not like there's 60 listings and they're like going to Andre. There's only one listing this month. And we know that Charlie lost money on the last two houses he did. Yeah. So like, yeah, if I'm Chuck, I'm like, as a business decision, I'm like, uh, yes, I've been using you guys as my kids. I'm losing my ass. I can't keep doing that. Yeah. Right? I can't keep going to you guys because you guys are getting your asses kicked. And so that's what I think is really going on is there is money going out of their pocket. They are making a lot less money. But it's not because they brought Andre on board. It's because business is bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not. I don't think that's wrong, but it, it does confuse me given the way the housing market is right now that they could be losing money.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, it seems like everything's just going up, 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 right? I mean, yeah. I know. That, I I certainly know that because I'm thinking – I'm trying to buy a house. So, I definitely know that the prices are going way, way, way up and it seems like even if you couldn't flip the house, you could put your – you could put the same crappy house you bought a month ago on the right. market and make money on it, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: but I think I think honestly, with the reason their, their problem is, I don't know that they have enough capital, and they can't get the properties.
0: Right. So I was going to say there have been articles about uh, the struggling business and mm-hmm. uh, you know bankruptcy potentials and other random like people just being unhappy uh, uh-huh. with their whatever company. I don't, you know. So, yeah, I I agree with you. I think they are struggling and that probably doesn't have a whole lot to do with Andre.
1: Right. And and it's funny because when they get that part where they're going to, you know, Becky and Jen are going to start their own business. Right. It it just seems to me like they're blaming Chuck for not moving fast enough. Yeah. Right. That's in in addition to Andre. But like he takes forever to make a decision. And I think he's kind of looking at it. I just think. They don't see eye to eye on the business side of things either. And that's like not making the cut into what we want to see on the TV show.
0: Yes. Yes, definitely.
1: All right. So on a much – on a much more – more than we needed to know – Oh, gosh. um, You must be talking about
0: Angela. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So today is the day that Michael is visiting the sperm bank or whatever it is so he can masturbate for the quote-unquote – first time. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, as agreed, Angela wants to be on the other side of the camera showing him everything he needs to finish the job. Michael is confident on the quality of his sperm but is nervous about the act necessary to procure it. He explains the situation to the doctor and she says, you know, the course of action, the situation being like where Angela is, where he is, they're going to try IVF, blah, 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 is to ship his cryo-frozen sperm to the States so she can do IVF. At this point, Angela, who's also sitting there next to him on the phone with the doctor, just starts dicking around. She asks, is he going to be alone in the room? Like, like, And then <laughs> things like that. And then it comes up and um, there was this whole segment about how often he has wet dreams and yeah. things like that happen. Because, you know, it need, you need to have a little bit of a Poor Michael dry period bef- so they can get enough sperm, whatever. Anyway, the room they get to is like – has some weird dim mood lighting. And he Michael show kind of shows her the whole room before he closes the door. And then we have to hear things. And like it's Angela, and they keep showing Angela on the phone. Thankfully, they don't show us anything else from inside the room. But it is the least sexy phone sex I think I've I could imagine. Oh, it's weird. just her cackling at him the whole time. Yes, I was laughing like, ew,
0: at him. Yeah, ew. The cackling. Like that is like a bone diffuser.
1: Oh, yes. I and yes, instant, instant. Yeah, instant. Just that's what I need to hear when I'm like, you know,
0: that's instant lip dick right there.
1: Instant lip dick, exactly. It's like, uh, yeah, sometimes you just sometimes I need to just go away and like that's what I need. (laughs) Anyway, he tells the producers that you know, the masturbation was okay, but he has no plans to do it again. Anyway, then they go back to Angela, who's bragging about all her weight loss and telling Skyla about Michael's frozen sperm plan. Including the details about the masturbation it's session. Gross. Skyla is worried that they're gonna ask her for her egg again, but then they end up going to a boutique for some clothes shopping. They're at well while they're at the boutique, the shop girl pulls out some clothes that are unexpectedly small, which is a size eleven, which side note, aren't odd sizes junior sizes?
0: Uh no.
1: Okay. It's like well, women's sizes. We go one, three, th- five,
0: seven, nine, 11,
1: 13. Oh, I thought the women's went 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, and the junior's sizes uh, went actually, 9, 11.
0: Now that I think about it, I've seen both. I think we're just all numbered.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, because now that you think about it, I uh, in Express, I wear a four. That's an even number.
1: That's an even number, right. Yes,
0: but in jeans and stuff, that I maybe I buy junior's jeans. I have no idea.
1: Maybe you don't. All right. But anyway, then it's time for the big fashion show supercut of Angela trying on all the clothes. After she does, she does want to ask Skyla for one more thing, but it's not an egg. It's to come with her to the clinic, I guess, with the frozen sperm, basically so that they can – To look
0: at it? Like, what the hell? No,
1: no, no. They want – she wants to finally put an end to this whole baby thing um, and have the people at the sperm bank and the clinic say that it's not going to work rather than than her having to tell them it's not going to work. Oh, God. Okay. So – I mean, I I, I guess that was the thing. We're supposed to be the, the whole masturbation room. And like, have you, I mean, okay. Is there a worse way to get somebody off than laughing at their dick?
0: Oh my <laughs> gosh. That seemed like she a really was bad way. so <laughs> ridiculous. Like, okay, first of all, Angela is probably the most unprofessional person I've ever seen anyone with a doctor. It's not even this doctor. Remember Dr. Obeng? Right. She is just oh, yeah. like ridiculous with every doctor. It's like- Come on, lady, like, let them be professionals. Uh, yeah, the cackling, that was awful. It's like, no one is getting a boner with you cackling like you are, like a crazy lady. Yes. Um Honestly, I would have just muted her. I would have just been like, "Oh yes. yeah, like you're here," or just I turn you. the volume mm-hmm. down really,
1: really, really way low. Down. <laughs> yeah, way down. So you can
0: kind of hear that she's talking, but you know.
1: I mean, obvi- yeah, obviously Michael doesn't ha- isn't very experienced at this because it's one of those things that you know they make a big deal. Oh, go into the room, blah, blah blah blah. I mean, I imagine it takes most guys like what two, three minutes tops. Yeah, well, it took like him two to minutes. They out. said
0: two <laughs> like, minutes later.
1: Two minutes later. It's one of the. <sighs> Which I feel bad because it's definitely one of those things that they kind of do as a troll. It only took them two minutes. Where I was like, yeah, when you're doing that. that yeah, has when no, you're that trying no to bearing. go <laughs> as soon as possible, yes. sure. Yeah, when you're, when, yeah, that, that has no bearing on how, like, you know, virile and, and and how much endurance you have when you're doing other stuff based yeah. on how fast you can pound one out.
0: Okay, Angela is so ridiculous. Why does she think that there are random women in these rooms?
1: She doesn't. She just wanted a reaction and she wanted people to laugh at her. That was a, I'd say a joke, but like that was what she was going. She was like, You don't have any women in those rooms to jerk them off, right? And it's like, Oh my
0: gosh. What down. do you think this is? Yeah. And then, okay, the only weird thought I, I thought about the room was why the hell is this room like just in a gigantic black light? It's like, do you just want to see all the bodily fluids, like, everywhere? Like, that's gross. Like, wh- what's the make point sure, of that? Making
1: sure – you know it's you clean. clean because it's only back, like, litton I mean, lit. But, like, it was like, hey, oh, do goodness. you want to go into a – the sketchy back room of a club? And that That's the kind of mood you want for this? Like, yeah, it was weird. It was so weird. It was so weird. I, I mean, I guess it was for, like, the above board thing. You know, like, how everybody's got to keep their hands above the table at the blackjack table. Oh, like – <laughs> We're not even pretending. We're going to show you with a black light. Everything's clean. Clean, clean, clean.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I have some major problems with Angela in this. Um, uh-huh. She is basically like already knows like this is absolutely pointless. We're yeah. not going to have a kid. Um, It's impossible. Skyla, she's given up on Skyla's egg, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You know, and so she's just like, well, we are not having a kid and I am i don't want to. I'm exhausted. I'm done. But I'm not going to tell Michael this, you know. So it's just like it's just not fair, I think, to but not be on the same page, but lie about it because you're afraid of losing that person.
1: Right. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I can see what you're saying. There's a lot of that. It's a conversation she doesn't want to have and she's going to let somebody else have it for her. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll just let the natural consequences shake out where they may. Because the the other thing that comes up to it is that part where I'm exhausted and I don't plan on having a kid. He's going to try to keep coming up with new plans. Yes. Right? He's not going to stop until you say, no, stop. I don't want to have a kid. I don't want to come up with new plans. I'm going to do new things, try the latest technology. None of it. I'm done. I'm exhausted. I don't want to raise another kid because she's well within her rights as a – Someone in her 50s who raised her grand, who's raising her grandbabies to be like, I'm done raising kids. I'm done with that shit.
0: It's fair. She's raised a lot of freaking kids. Like, if you're looking at all the grandbabies, I think I counted six. There's six grandbabies plus the, I think she has three kids. She has two girls and a boy. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. adults now, two daughters and a son, but. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of
1: kids. Oh, yeah. Like I have two, and I'm a, I don't want to do that shit again. So I don't think six <laughs> don't more times for
0: six more grandkids.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy crap! No, no. And yeah. so it's just, but I see what you're saying. It's like she needs to be, if that's where it stands, she needs to she needs to be the one to say that because yeah. she's also like, I don't want to ruin this brand new body I just got. Like, come on. Yeah.
0: Well, she's also because to me it's like she's leading him on. You know, yeah. she's making it seem like these are possible. Sure, send over your cryo-sperm. Mm-hmm. To what end? Like, literally, when I asked you to look at it, like, because what else are they going to do?
1: What would happen if, and I'm not saying this is a, a remotely a possibility, what would happen if she was wrong? And they went to the clinic and they're like, oh, we totally can make this work. You're going to yep. get pregnant. Would she be like, okay, we'll do it? Or would she be like, uh... No, take your cryosperm back. I'm, yes. I'm not. Doing this.
0: she would say no. I don't. She's not. She doesn't want any part of this. She never wanted any part of this. And no, you know, I think she fought hard with Skyla because she wanted it to look like she really wanted it, but she didn't want this. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, because she came up with that weird "it has to be my blood" rule, and that Thinking only let that, that Skyla. would stop it. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: All right. Uh, speaking of children, let's talk Kalani and Aswelu. So Aswelu reminds everyone good behavior as his family walks up to the house. Tammy, Aswelu's sister, starts talking about money immediately, asking how much the house cost, since it's so nice with a big backyard. Aswelu notes that Tammy was rude and didn't greet Kalani on her way in. Tammy's mom, Lucina, tells uh, Tammy to be on her best behavior and not to be mad and frustrated. The whole family sits to eat in complete silence at first, until Lo and Karen ask about Lucina's trip to Samoa. Lucina says now that she is older, she's going to go back to Samoa, and she's going to need some money from Kalani and Asuelu, so that way they will be blessed. Colini asks if they will only be blessed if they give money, and Lucina says yes. Asuelu says that they can send little amounts of money for food and things like that, and Kalani says that her biggest issue is that Lucina gives her money away and doesn't actually keep it for herself. Tammy says it's not on them to question where the money goes. Asuelu defends Kalani and says that in the past Lucina has given all her money to the church, and sometimes that meant the family had little to eat. Kalani says that it feels like they are demanding money, which takes away from the spirit of giving. Tammy once again questions how they can afford a big house and thinks that Asuelu has money, he just doesn't want to help. Asuelu says his kids will not starve because he has to give them money. Asuelu tries to turn the attention back to Christmas and brings up the white elephant gift exchange. The gifts Asuelu picked out were just these random hilarious gifts, which definitely lightened the mood. After the white elephant gifts uh, were exchanged, Asuelu has a special gift just for Kalani, which ends up being a baby blanket. Kalani <laughs> is upset because she feels pressured to having more kids, and he keeps on involving more people in these conversations. Lasina says that she is selfless, and that's why she has nine children. Kalini says that it's Kalani's body, and it's her choice. Tammy tells her to mind her own business. Lucina thinks that Asuelu needs to find another wife that will give him more kids, and Tammy suggests women in Samoa? Asuelu then just yells at them, saying they need to be on their best behavior. Lucina yells at Asuelu to shut up. Kalini tells them to quit yelling at Asuelu and disrespecting them. Tammy stands up, and then Asuelu tries to do this weird tackle move to Tammy to try (laughs) to shove her out of the house as Kalani's in the background crying. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That was a that was one way to do it. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to have you do all of the power rankings, but who do you think was the best and worst family member this week?
1: Um. Okay. I think. Who? Okay. How? What are my parameters for everybody? Everybody who's there. Yes. Everybody, everybody, everybody in there? the
0: house. Yep. Everybody right. in the house.
1: Kalani was the best. Okay. And. I mean, it's either Lucina or Tammy. I'm going to go with Lucina was the worst. Okay. I'm going to go with yeah. – and that's, that's because I think it was neck and neck, but the fact that after he pushed him out of the house, she screamed, we don't love you anymore, <laughs> was pretty – really put her to the top.
0: She said that even last time. Like, and I swear <laughs> she said the exact same thing. We don't like you anymore. It's like, what are we,
1: two <laughs> – you're no longer my friend. <laughs> we're not friends anymore.
0: I know. I'm just like, oh my goodness. I love how low, who we kind of like envision as being this like large enforcer. He's like, wait, what's going on? He's <laughs> like, he's so clueless. Like, Did they leave? I'm
1: confused. Where yeah. <laughs> were you?
0: Where, were, were you even in the room, low? I feel like he was kind of in the room, but he clearly was not paying attention to what was going on at all.
1: No, no, he wasn't at all. He like it, pops it, it, he, out.
0: He's like, oh, you're leaving already? It's like, yeah. where were you?
1: <laughs> well, what happened to them? Did they leave? <laughs> okay. I mean, at least he at least he tried to start the conversation with the – after the awkward silence oh my of gosh, touch, silent yes. dinner.
0: Yeah. Oh, goodness. Because well, I, was, I was
1: confused too because, you know, Asuelu was like, hey, mom, do you want to leave prayer? And they're like, how rude, which is funny because they were like, she's our guest. She shouldn't say grace. And I was like, I feel like in a lot of cultures, the guest is supposed to say grace.
0: Well, I would also think like uh it doesn't matter who the guest is, whoever's kind of the matriarch or the par- patriarch of the family, right? Sure. Takes the lead on something like that. So I yeah, I didn't necessarily take that, but Kalani is the one who ca- called yeah. a, a for that. But I wouldn't have taken it that way either.
1: Yeah, it's just it's oh man, there was so much going on there. Like I I and and just the weird little I like how people just define this happens a couple times we're going to get to it to the next in the next couple when people just redefine words to fit their needs mm-hmm. what uh, you know kalini was like tammy it feels like you're demanding she's like i'm not demanding i'm just telling him it's his job and he has to do it
0: yeah that sounds like you're defining demanding you're just calling yeah, it something yeah. else <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly i was like i don't i don't understand that because i'm with i'm with Kalani too, man, that would be super frustrating if I'm giving money out of almost a sense of charity to someone and they gave it all away. I was like, I could have used that money for something different. I gave you money so you could survive. And then because she probably gives it away and then asks for more. Yes. And it's like, well, what happened to the money I just gave you?
0: You're like, oh, I gave it to the church. It's like, that's not why we gave you the money. And this is kind of the first we're hearing that that's how she's choosing to give her money. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I would be like, no, we're not giving you any money, bitch. Like, I will send you gift cards for food or something like that. Right, or ship they, you. Because things. they always
1: say that. You need to take care of your mother. You need to take care of your mother. Your mother needs her things, right? It's like And it's like, okay, we'll take care of you to give you money to buy food, to have a house, to yes. do things. The and then people you turn around and give it all away.
0: Are not my mother.
1: Yes. Right. Right. And then, you know, Tammy's just like and I get where she's at. And it's like, well you can't tell our mom, she's our mom. You can't tell her how to spend her money. And it's like, well, she's spending my money now though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the other kind of weird thing. I almost think that, you know, Lucina thinks that there is something tied to, like, her good deeds on Earth being mm-hmm. how much she gives to the church, right? And sure. so I definitely sure. saw this framed as, you know, I'm nearing the end of my life. I need more money to give to the church. And it's like, well, you give what you can get. You How is spending someone else's money on the church really your good deed? Is right. it your good deed?
1: I don't see. I don't see how it is. No.
0: Yeah, but I think she thinks it is. Like, well, I procured the money, and so therefore yeah.
1: there was like, a I'm whole the giver of Bible it. story about that, where all the rich people were giving money, and then the old lady came in and gave like her last penny, and and it was like she gave more than anyone here. But like, yes, like giving t- ostensive, ostentatiously giving someone else's money to the church doesn't seem like yeah the way it's supposed to work, at least. My understanding of it.
0: Right, right. But I don't know. So just – yeah. I, 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 Yes, Team Kalani all the way on that one and it was interesting to hear that.
1: I even thought she tactfully handled the weird baby blanket thing. Yeah. Which was weird. Like I don't – It's
0: not a Christmas gift. Like if it's just a just because gift and not in front of your family as well.
1: Like that's a gift where if you gave – if the, I saw that gift, I'd have been like, wait, is she pregnant? Yes. Did I miss that?
0: Is it a girl?
1: <laughs> yeah. it was like
0: a pink blanket. It's like, yeah, all right. I was like,
1: wait, am I way behind on the news? Yeah,
0: way to pick <laughs> out the gender, Asuelu. Come on now.
1: <laughs> well, they have two boys, so the yeah. next one needs to be a girl. That's just That's science, just how it works. <laughs> according to Aswalu, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, goodness, yeah, yeah, That's how it worked in my family, two boys and then girl. So oh that's how it worked. Oh, goodness, Asuelu. All right. So- other Now we get to the other couple that's redefining words to their own ends. That's Tiffany and Ronald. So Tiffany and Ronald are there to see – are going to see a couple's counselor and Ronald decided to do this even though Tiffany has been asking for it after he heard about the divorce lawyer. So now he's like, oh, I better pull out all the stops. And it, weirdly and perhaps unethically, the counselor is actually Ronald's uncle <laughs> and he tries to just clear up this ethical dilemma by asking Tiffany, you cool with this, right? But anyway, Ronald says he didn't pick it because he was his uncle. He picked this guy because he's a straight shooter. Anyway, they talk a lot about poop diapers, and the counselor tells him, Ronald, you clean up that poop. <laughs> but then things actually get interesting. Tiffany opens the conversation by saying, Tiffany opens the conversation about what's wrong by saying, I'm a blessing in this man's life <laughs> and therefore deserves more than he does. Wow. <laughs> Ronald joins in and the race to be the shittiest person in this relationship by saying, He just doesn't understand how a woman can tell him what he should be. So anyway, the the uncle then kind of says he plays this man of the house thing that always comes up. And he says that Ronald is the man of the house, but that that means his first priority um, should be his wife and his family. His advice to Tiffany is to stroke Ronald's ego and stop nagging him so much. Anyway, they complain a lot more about like, you leave me alone. Will you hang up the phone on me and I feel bad? What blah, blah, blah. And – Anyway, they, they, after they do that for a while, they do get their home. They get their homework to not criticize each other anymore and to work on building each other up. So as they leave, they kind of debrief a little bit. Tiffany says that they don't have to. Ronald's upset that they, it seems like the whole conversation was about him, but Tiffany says they don't really have to talk about her faults because her faults aren't the issue, God. and that and and then when I asks her about criticizing, she says she'll have no problem with criticism because whatever she says about Ronald is not criticism; it's just the truth. <laughs> so Ronald understandably gets a little snippy at this and they end up not being able to get into the car and they're like I don't know how anybody's going to get home but she doesn't want to get into his car it's it's weird
0: which is interesting considering like she has made it a big point to talk about how unsafe South Africa is it yes. is now nighttime you are just out and about, like, walking around by yourself. Like, are mm-hmm. you really scared of South Africa? Like, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't be, but I'm just saying – I'm just throwing back what, you know, you've That's had true. as an That's argument true. before. true. primary
1: complaint about South – Africa: why they can't be in South Africa because it's totally unsafe and you're just going to wander around late at night alone. Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right. So – Where do we stand on this? Where do you stand, Team Tiffany or Team Ronald, on the first day of counseling?
0: Uh, First day of counseling, Tiffany's pretty terrible. Like, (laughs) you can't make it anywhere if you think that you're better than the other person. And that's essentially what she keeps on saying is, I am Mm -hmm. better than you. So that means you need to get to my level. And that means you're the one who has to do all the work. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, there's just no empathy there. There's just no compassion. There's no like even any kind of self-reflection. Like she thinks that everything is 100% his fault. And Mm -hmm. so she doesn't have to do anything. She's just simply there to help facilitate the change.
1: Right. I'm, I'm here to listen to someone else tell you how you have to change. Right. Because that's what it is. And she didn't even hear what the guy said to her. Like because yeah. the guy had things to her and was like – and and I think they kind of cut it a little bit when – you know, cut infinite I- – interesting edits, sorry. Yeah. When they were like you have to stroke his ego. But it was basically like, listen, every word he hears from you cannot be you bitching about
0: him. Right. Like that right. is not
1: going to be a relationship that works. Yeah. Right? And like stop. <laughs> stop doing that. Instead of – if you have an issue – Say what you want to happen, and don't say you. It's literally the number one rule in like the counseling is don't say you, no you sentences, right? And she is all you sentences.
0: Yeah, it's just it's sad because she has valid points, and she does have legitimate concerns and grievances, but. No one is going to hear anything if she maintains this holier-than-thou attitude through this mm-hmm. whole process.
1: Well, the thing is, is like her her legitimate, you know, concerns, which she totally has, aren't heard when you – don't make it through when you make them as an illegitimate statement, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you tell me I don't do enough. That's not criticism. That's just yeah. the truth. Like. And the, the one that infuriated me last time, like she – I was infuriated at Tiffany this whole time because that's the one that just goes on, the one she did last time. Well, what, how is this relationship? What is he doing? He does zero. Nothing. He does absolutely nothing. I do yeah. 100% of everything, right? And it's like that's hard to tell somebody and it's hard to hear your valid concerns when you're telling that to someone who's like currently changing a diaper or currently sweeping the floor. Like it might not be what you want them to do but it's definitely not zero percent. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he's like, well, how much how much am I going to have to do before you even take me off the zero line? Let enough, take me off. Get me to. Oh, you're pulling your fair share. Right.
0: Right. So, yeah, I just they're both at fault, but I don't see how change is going to happen unless she's the one with the attitude adjustment.
1: Yeah. Well, they both need to change. And that's like she has a lot of. And it's not the same kind of change, right? It's not the same, whereas his change literally is mostly you just have to do, take right. more responsibility Actionable and do items. more things. Sure. Hers needs to be like, y- y- you gotta let him. You gotta, you gotta kind of, you know, not meet him halfway, but you have to have right like an attitude adjustment. You can't go into the relationship as no, 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 you're the one who doesn't deserve me and you need to earn that. I don't have to do shit. Like right. that's not gonna work.
0: Which is also where I think, you know, the comment came in from the uncle about, like, stroking his ego.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: you do need to build him up after you've basically been tearing him down this whole time.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. All right, Uh, so let's talk about Brandon and Julia. So Brandon and Julia are grocery shopping for a housewarming party. For some reason, Julia thinks one bottle of wine is good enough for the entire party, even though Brandon kind of side remarks that he's seen her take (laughs) down a whole bottle just by herself. Julia is getting frustrated because it seems like Brandon wants her to cook, and she has no interest in having this party at all, especially because Brandon's friend Melanie is supposed to be there. They are preparing for the party, and Brandon is trying to open a bottle of wine without removing the foil. Uh, So AJ is the first friend to show up, and Julia has a special place in her heart for him because she sees him as uh, the person who set her up with Brandon. Melanie and her boyfriend show up and give them a bottle of wine. Julia doesn't understand why Melanie even showed up considering the last time they saw each other. So if you recall, we met Melanie the first season that they were on, and Julia blew up because Melanie was asking her some, you know, difficult questions about her intentions, and she walked out of the outing and kind of demanded that they leave. Melanie takes Julia aside and apologizes to her about intimidating her during their first meeting. Julia has lukewarm to myth feelings about Melanie and her apology. Then they're starting to talk about how they're going to fix things up in the apartment as a group. And Julia brings up a bed for the baby. The friends are taken aback Mm -hmm. and they all bring up, you know, what they believe are challenges of having a baby this soon in their relationship. Melanie says that maybe they should just enjoy what they have right now and just relax because it's clear that Brandon isn't exactly on board. And Julia just is very rude to Melanie specifically and tells her to stop talking. Julia then storms out again, leaving all the friends, you know, in the room by themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everyone jumped in on the whole, like, yeah, baby. But Julia seemed to target her anger and frustration at Melanie specifically. So why do you think Julia hates Melanie so freaking much? Not cutting her any
1: slack. Because for some reason, she thinks Melanie wants to get in Brandon's pants. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know why she thinks that, because it's... It, 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 it. but that's what it seems like to me cuz it seems like t- to me if your your significant other has an opposite you know if your partner has an opposite gender friend
0: mm-hmm. right
1: and that friend predates you yeah like if something was going to happen it would have happened
0: that's how i see it yeah <laughs> like, especially like if you've both chance. been single at the same time You know, like I can kind of understand like uh, potentially, you know, if you had, you know, a friend and one of you had always been in a relationship. Right. Sure. I could see that situation. But if you've been friends long enough, it's likely that you've both been single at the same time. And it's like, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. If something didn't happen then. Why would you think it's gonna happen in the future? Or especially when right. you're with someone that's when like you're an with added someone, challenge. like When
1: when he was yeah, when he <laughs> yeah. was single, I didn't want to get together with him. But now that he has a wife, yes, I'm and there's a challenge break up this yep. marriage to it. Just to just to hook up with just to hook up with a friend and ruin this friendship. Oh, that's yeah. that's my goals.
0: Plus, I'm in a relationship <laughs> too, so that adds another challenge to it. Cause now <laughs> I gotta ignore my commitment to my partner.
1: Yeah, you know? Totally. So that's how bad I want to screw you over. I will just God. destroy my life to do it, right? Because it's funny because like just at the beginning, it's – Julie does that – I don't know. I think it's kind of cute thing but probably a little psycho where she – her English gets worse yeah. because he's frustrated. She's like, I know. Understand. She in my home, comfortable? I don't – know My home, no. Bad. Comfortable? How? Like I'm like, what is she even saying? Like oh she was gosh. kind of being like, I don't understand how this girl is even comfortable coming into my home after what yeah. she did to me. But just like so, like the nuts. And I don't even think that she, that I mean, what, what it, Melanie didn't even say like some of the worst things or like the strongest against anti baby.
0: No, she was just like, well, and she was very like vague and like positive about it. Like, well, maybe you guys should just take some time to like enjoy your relationship since you just got married, you know? And, mm-hmm. You know, she was. She was very vague about it. And Julia immediately jumps on her specifically, like she was the one saying all the things.
1: Right, right, right. But, I mean, I think it's weird because it definitely is a hard thing to navigate that Julia was not ready for. Mm -hmm. And that – because this is true for – like me, my brother, and my sister all had our kids at about the same time. And it was about the age that Julia and Brandon are now. Yeah. And – it's definitely that. Definitely, almost always makes you one of the first ones in your friend group to have a baby. Yes. Right, and it's one of those things that like is almost. And this wasn't the case here, where you're like, oh, you know, my wife is pregnant, and they'll be like, on purpose.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <right>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, no, that, that can't be planned. right. No, you're doing that. Yeah. You're doing this on purpose. Wait, no, no, no. Like, it's definitely like like just insane to people who aren't ready, aren't there. Like I imagine Brandon is because I keep having to remind myself that this dude is in his late 20s. Yeah.
0: Right? When
1: he doesn't know how to – when he buys his one bottle of wine and tries to open it with the foil still on it. Oh, my you know? gosh.
0: <laughs> he's like, why isn't this coming out? Because you got to take this part off. And he's like, what?
1: What? Oh, yeah. that does Between make sense. Between her lack
0: of English and being able to explain and his right. just incompetence. Like that <laughs> was a Just putting the cork
1: right through the foil. like, oh, And God. so it, it just – Because even like the grocery shopping, it was like, well, this is a new and fun adventure for us. We're grocery shopping. How about that? Aren't we adulting now? And in
0: what world is one bottle of wine? It's like wine doesn't go bad. Just buy two bottles. You'll eventually drink it. You
1: will drink the other one, especially if you're not going to open the second bottle right. If you open the second bottle when the first one gets kicked, you're okay. Yeah. But that I did notice, though. I think I think Julia was the only one drinking the wine.
0: Oh, I think everybody else was drinking
1: beers. Okay. And so I think it was like more like when he was buying the bottles, it wasn't like how many bottles of wine do we need to get for this party as much as like how many bottles of wine do we need to get for, to, for you for this party. <laughs> but I was jealous of that thing everybody else gets to do where there was actually wine at the grocery store. And I was like, oh, they're at the grocery store. They didn't have to make a separate trip and buy six bottles of wine at once.
0: Virginia isn't that far away from you.
1: Oh, I mean, okay. So my options for buying in a grocery store is I can drive an hour to do my grocery shopping or I can drive 15 minutes to a liquor store. I'm (laughs) probably driving to a liquor store. I'm not going to drive all the way to Virginia just to grocery shop with wine in there.
0: Yeah, that was the one thing when I was in D.C. I was shocked that you could not buy alcohol in all the places like in California that I would buy alcohol. Like my order of places, I would probably buy alcohol here One would probably be Costco. Two would Mm -hmm. probably be Target. Three would probably be uh, CVS. Four would probably be a grocery store. Five would probably be, you know, like a BevMo or a Total Wine & More, which I guess is technically a liquor store-ish, right? You guys have those. Yeah, Uh, that's
1: five. That's option one for us.
0: Yeah, six yeah. would probably be like a yep. nope. seven eleven.
1: And then seven would be
0: a liquor store. And the reason why is because the alcohol is the most expensive as a liquor store. So that's why it's like the very bottom option for me. Well, here's
1: the thing. The thing that's crazy is that was just in North Carolina and they have um North Carolina has beer and wine at the grocery store, but they have the ABC stores
0: mm-hmm.
1: where you just you have to buy hard liquor at a government owned store. And it's cheaper than they are total wine. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, so when I was in D.C., I tried, like, you know, my options one through four. And I was like, what the hell? Where do you get liquor around here? I just wanted a bottle of vodka. It's like, where do you buy a bottle of vodka here? I went to so many different places. I was like, what is going on? You
1: should have known something was up as soon as it wasn't at the first place. Like, wait, where do they sell liquor here?
0: I I don't know what I thought because I don't think I was there long enough to, like, Mm -hmm. really realize. And then I was talking to my friend who um, uh, was from Massachusetts and he was okay. like oh you have to go to a liquor store i was like what that's weird all right
1: yo you, know, you cuz you even have the liquor there like even in most in virginia it's just um it's just beer oh yeah we,
0: you could get vodka all those places that i said you get vodka at target here no
1: i had to go when i was in college you had to go down the street to discount liquors which had the bars on the wall the bars on the windows that you had to go into and go to and you had definitely had to go in daytime cuz you couldn't go to discount at night and that's where we bought vodka. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I stopped my Costco membership because I recognized that the only thing I was buying from Costco was vodka and toilet paper. I was like, I don't really need Fair. a Costco membership for Fair. just those two things.
1: So we're, we're, yeah, we're way off book now, but I looked it up. Maryland, there are four states left where you can't buy beer at the grocery store. Oh, goodness. Four.
0: Well, sad Rant times over. You.
1: <laughs> two, 27 is not too young to have a baby. It's the other <laughs> thing too. And it's it's one of those things too that they immediately come out with. Well, having a baby is a lot of is a lot of responsibility, and it's like what? no shit. Nobody thinks like, oh, really? I thought I was just gonna like sprinkle some oh, water no, on it and we we'll no be done
0: about that. There, you would be amazed at. And I do watch like 16 and Pregnant and Team Mom. Like, you would be amazed. Every single mom, new mom, says, "I didn't realize it would be this hard." And okay, it's not that people different. think it's going to be easy. But I think they just don't recognize how freaking hard it is.
1: Right. But I also don't take a – I wouldn't take the word of someone who does not have a kid to actually recognize how hard it is. Right? There's was like I heard that was a lot of responsibility. I was like, well, yeah, people say that about like you know, lots of things. Like I do think there's people who think it's marginally harder than having a dog. Right? But I know people who can't handle a dog too.
0: Oh, I would think so, it would be way more difficult than having a dog. I mean – I it, said
1: – oh, I assumed it – yes, because you're smart. I'm talking <laughs> about dumb people. I think your teen mom people think it's marginally harder than having a dog.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. You could leave a dog by themselves. It's like no big deal.
1: <laughs> and so, yeah. And, and the thing is I think people – The thing I think people don't know is I think people do know like that. Like they know you can't leave a baby by itself and they know you have to change it. I don't know. I don't know if some
0: people do know that. Like let's take, for example, Michael from uh, Love After Lockup who, you know, got put away for child neglect because he left a child on their own for like a good eight hours.
1: (laughs) They were like six and he was getting lucky. So I don't know what you want. Well, he said he was buying
0: gummy snacks.
1: Yeah, gummy. Yes. What kind of gummies was he buying? I can bet. Um anyway, back to back to the ours. Like I think people can kind of know how hard it is, but not know how much of a mental toll it takes. Yeah. Um, to have all that to have that much responsibility. But it's just like I I, I if, if a new parent was telling me and it was like, oh no, I know how much what having a baby is like, and I know you and I'm telling you, no. Like I, I can look at Brandon, I can look at Brandon and be like, I'm telling Brandon, not now, buddy. Because nobody <laughs> is ever really ready. Right?
0: Yeah, I don't think so either.
1: But, you know, it's just the idea of it like some random is big. Oh, no, I heard it's a lot of responsibility. And I was like, yes. OK. All
0: right. So how about your student of the week?
1: OK. So my student of the week is possibly on a sliding scale always. i went with Jen. Right? OK. Because I feel like she actually came up with a – the the starting your own business to compete with Chuck – is actually the right solution to their problems right now. It
0: is, but I also feel like it came from a spiteful place.
1: (laughs) Sure. Okay. Okay. But it's if the issue you're having, you think Chuck's taking money out of your pocket, you're not making enough money by being a part of Chuck's business, then anytime you're in any business relationship like that, you should strike out on your own if you think you can do better on your own. And if that – honestly, if she had a business and they both did okay – that would pretty much solve their problems. I mean, I don't think it's uh, work, but it's uh, – put it this way. It's better to go out and start their own business than to just keep comp- – to continue to bitch about Andre being part of the, the other business. Sure. Like do something about it. Like
0: – Okay. So my student of the week is I agreed with you with the uh, Kalani and Asuelu. So Kalani was my student of the week. Okay. I feel like she handled everything as best as you could when you're dealing with a bunch of lunatics – so, yeah. you know.
1: Just psycho. Like yeah. it, just, it doesn't – she did just go off the rails so quickly and just – it was like, you know that we were really upset when you tried to fight everybody and you asked for money. And you it seemed like all you did was ask for money. So we're not going to do that, right? No, we're not going to do that. So how's Samoa? I need money. Like, like immediately. Immediately. Like yelling best behavior at people.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, what about your duns?
1: All right, my junk is – I with Jovi. I
0: did too. Like
1: just, just for that part where you can't say – you can't make a promise that we'll leave as soon as you don't like it. It's fine because that's – people do that all the time and they get people into a situation like he had no intention of ever like listening to her. Yeah. He's like, well, oh, I'll leave when I'm ready. But you can't trick people into a situation by promising them you'll leave and then not leaving.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson?
1: So my life lesson is aimed at a swalu. So um, you should probably firmly and politely, maybe even not so politely, ask someone to leave your house before you just body them out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's an escalating scale right. here. And I don't think as soon as they stand up to like just, just tackle them and pile drive them out of the door is <laughs> not the best solution.
0: It's a very um, interesting take on uh, getting someone to leave, kicking someone out. Yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe I'll do it in the next, uh, next one. I'm just going to do a nice form tackle. Like you're staying too long. You've got up to go to the bathroom. You've, I'm just going to hit you with the Shove shoulder. Drive you out. Drive, just just rugby tackle you outside of the, outside of the door. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, my life lesson is aimed towards uh, Ronald and Tiffany. So when you're working on a relationship, there are no sides. So, you know, like Ronald mm-hmm. kept on saying like, oh, you won more. He was taking more of your side. There are no sides. There are really only common goals and actions that you could that move you towards those goals. And I think the fact that they see it as so binary, my side, your side, I'm wrong, you're right. Is part I got of what I problem. wanted. You got
1: what you wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's part of the problem with how they're working on this relationship. And so you can't look at it like that. Um, you have to look at what do you both want mm-hmm. and start that as your common ground. And then are your specific actions working towards those? That's how they should be approaching a problem. Not I got to win. The score is three, two. I'm winning. You're the terrible partner. Like what? what's sure. the point of it's that? What it's is the it's point?
1: Like, again, after they do the me, the you statements versus the I statements, mm-hmm. I feel like you're right. The next thing is don't keep score. Like yeah. You can't keep score in a relationship and have it be a, a successful relationship.
0: Right, right. Definitely. Okay, so uh, we were going to cover Darcy and Stacy, but we had all of our couples this uh, week, so we kind of lost track of that. Uh, but yeah. we will have a recap of the first three episodes uh, next week. Not a whole lot has been going on
1: so no, far. I imagine.
0: They kind of drag out what they have, you know. But- yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it's, we said that about last time we watched it. Is like they, it seems like. It was enough material to be one of the couples on HGA, but they make it their whole show. Oh,
0: yes, yes. And I would say (laughs) it's a lot of like the whole cringeworthy little segments where one of the daughters are being embarrassed and they're just doing stupid things. And they're
1: they're dancing or rapping or – yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: The one thing I saw in the preview that I'm like terrified for is at one point they are – they show their teeth without the caps on. And they're all like that mm. nubbed, like jagged. I've, I don't think I've ever seen that. And I was like terrified. I was like, what yeah. kind of horror film is this? Ah! <laughs> so I'm not looking forward to that episode, whenever that may be. Whenever it happens. Yeah. sure. But we did sure. in this last episode get to see them uh, sans extensions and fully natural. Well, I guess it would be sans wigs. Because they had been wearing wigs during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So that was – it wasn't as horrifying as the teeth. But, you know, it's like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll cover that. And then I will be uh, on vacation again. So we will – we are planning on releasing on Monday. But uh, apologies in advance for maybe not the ideal uh, audio.
1: Yeah, you don't want to take your big heavy microphone through customs, huh? No, it's
0: yeah, it's <laughs> not ideal. I, I you know especially when I um you know travel, I try as best as I can. Especially during the summer, it's a lot easier during the summer because you don't have sweaters and things to pack.
1: Oh, but sure, sure, really sure. try
0: not to check a bag. Oh yeah. So
1: oh, I don't check a bag either. I'm yeah. saying If it did, I got my I got my roller bag, and then if it doesn't fit in that, it's not coming.
0: Yep, pretty much. So yep, really trying not to add more weight or you know, mm-hmm. luggage to myself. So, yeah, audio might not be the best, but yes, so forgive us in advance and we will see you all next week.
1: All right, see you everybody then.
0: Okay, bye. Kay.
1: Bye.